Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Thursday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily whenever I feel like posting on TikTok and on Tumblr. My username on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at polyglotazrin, that is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. You can also simply find me by searching Azrin, the language nerd, on whatever your favorite social media platform is. So again, that is spelled uh, A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N, the language nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. I want to kick this episode off today with a little bit of a question, a question of the day, let's call it. And the question is the following. If there were a device that existed that had the following two functionalities, would you actually learn another language? So these two functionalities are the following. Number one, it perfectly translated what you said in your mother tongue into any other language that exists in the world. And the second functionality is that when someone speaks to you, this device would automatically and perfectly instantaneously, very fast, translate what the other person said directly to you. So in other words, think of this as like a device that instantly translates everything you say and instantly translates everything that you hear so that you are able to understand everything and the person you are speaking to can understand you and the language barriers are forever gone. If there were a device such as this one that existed, would you still take the time to learn another language? I'm very curious to hear people's responses. My hypothesis is the following. I believe that most people, um, let me rephrase that. The general population would be like, no, I would not learn a language if there is a device that perfectly worked and did it for me. There'd be no point. I believe the majority of the population would say that. Because again, the majority of the population is not someone who has an interest or a passion or whatever the case may be about learning languages. That's not something they're interested in. And as a matter of fact, a lot of people don't even really like the process. And so if something were to exist where they don't have to learn, well then, of course, they're going to use that option. It's the same or very similar logic as to why people will get, um, people will like try diet pills. People will try the latest, the easiest trend to lose weight and, and be in shape and everything because they're looking for something that just does it for them because they don't want to put in the work because it's not something that they enjoy versus somebody who works in the fitness industry or who is a personal trainer or who really enjoys working out and and that whole process and the culture of it for them you know i'm assuming that's the minority of people based on my experience but for them you know obviously they like the process and perhaps they're not the ones trying the diet pills and doing things like that so i'm curious what your response is my guess is that people on this podcast that are listening here would probably say well, I would use the technology for languages that I'm not interested in or that I'm not going to learn, etc. But I would still learn some languages or a language as a hobby because I like it. That's kind of my assumption of what the response would be. But again, I am very curious to hear. Feel free to send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. Very curious to hear what, um, what the responses end up being. I think personally, you know, as much as I hate to say it, if there were a technology that just did it for me and it was like perfect and it worked, 
I, I might use it. I really might use it, especially if this technology were extremely mainstream. And what I mean by that is everyone's using it. It's not weird anymore. It's not new. It's so normal. Like ever, it's it's a thing. Like I might, I really feel like I would, t I would suction a lot of my energy away from language learning. I, I believe I would. And if, I mean, I could go, like literally we could talk about an hour behind some of the reasons. It's really getting into some deeper psychological kind of reasons. I'll share some of them with you. But one of the reasons why I like language learning so much has to do with communication. I like the fact that I am able to do something that allows me to communicate with someone that normally I would not be able to communicate with. And if there's a technology that just sort of does it, well then there's no purpose for me to learn the language anymore. That communication barrier is already closed and me knowing the language is not gonna really change much, especially if it's super mainstream, especially if this technology is everyone's using it and it's normalized and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're not viewed negatively for using it. And if, if that were the world we live in, lived in, I, I don't think I would learn. There wouldn't be a reason. Additionally, one of the things I like about learning languages, and you can view this positively, negatively, view it how you want to, but I really like the praise and the the looks of awe and and how impressed people are when they hear how I speak different languages and how many languages I speak. I really like that. I like um, people viewing me in a positive way, which weirdly is why I just make like why I like making these podcasts and why I like making as useful videos as I can and putting out content and everything and, and organizing the events locally, like for language learners, people often say like, wow, Azrin, thank you so much. And I'm thinking like, well, no, no, no. Thank you for actually coming because you're feeding like something that really drives me. It's something that makes me so happy. <laughs> and so if, if this kind of device existed and there wasn't really an, a big audience for, 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 for people who are learning languages, like I might not be quite as interested in it. Maybe not, I'm not sure. Obviously things could, could go the complete opposite direction where um, I'm viewed even more amazingly for speaking other languages because nobody's actually doing it. And I'm this one lone or a, 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 you know this one random person who's still doing it. And it's like, whoa, what the heck? This guy's so cool. This is so different. In which case I might continue, but again, I just know because I recently bought, I think I mentioned on the podcast, but I bought that ILI translator, the Ely translator. It's basically this little plastic handheld thing where you talk into it and it immediately translates what you said into another language. And I remember thinking if it worked perfectly, I would use it. And that was the craziest thing. So I was like, oh yeah, this is so simple. Like it's a nice thing to have. Like if I'm ever, I've been to countries where I'm in such a pinch and I'm in like, I would love to have some kind of tool to get me out of that problem. Like I would use it for that, 100%. I remember I was laughed at like crazy. I, this is the craziest thing. I remember um, I uh, I was in China and I, was, I went out with this girl, which was, I mean, not really a date, but kind of sort of a date. It was kind of a weird scenario. It was set up by a Chinese guy with this girl. Anyway, I go with this girl. We spend a whole date together. I don't speak Mandarin. She did not speak English. We were talking through a pretty crappy translator that she had on her phone and we're trying to like use it to communicate and it was really awkward. 
And after that, at the end of that day, I went to go buy, I was so mentally drained and like tired and grumpy. I went to this, uh, this little corner shop, this corner store to get some chips and junk food. And I just wanted to like go home, go to the apartment and just eat the junk food, watch online videos and just like whatever, veg out. And I remember going to the corner shop and I was laughed at because the owner's like, he asked me something in Mandarin and I replied with, who the heck knows what and apparently he thought it's really funny and he was laughing at me in in a kind of a mean way he actually called his buddy over to laugh at me a little bit with him so like situations like that it would have been so it would be so awesome to have that translator to get through the scenario so that they're like oh they're not laughing at me because i actually navigated the scenario and there's no communication breakdown so I would use it in those kinds of scenarios. And so for me, Azra in the language learn would use it, Azra in the language nerd would use it. I think the general, po the general population would as well. Now, switching gears a little bit uh, on a similar topic, but a little different, I wanna jump into a random thought that I had last night. That is a, a big breakthrough for me. And hopefully this can be a breakthrough for people listening to this podcast here. So one thing that I talk about reasonably, reasonably frequently is the importance of consistency. Practicing or studying or using your target language on a daily basis, or at a minimum, I would say at least a few times a week, so that it's something that's always there and you can consistently be building upon whatever base or whatever knowledge you already have in the language. I've talked about this a lot, it's not new, we don't really need to go into it too, too much. But here's the thing, I always took it for granted. I always thought that, oh, People just need to do it. It needs to be, people just have to be consistent. They have to do it. And if they're not doing it, well, too bad, so sad for you. Like, I, I didn't have much understanding or empathy or sympathy, and not as much as I should have anyway, sometimes, as to why people were not putting the effort and the time and whatnot in. And I had this crazy thought yesterday. I was thinking to myself that, wait a second, just like for me, it's not hard for me to put in 20 minutes a day, seven days a week, or even five days a week to exercise and be reasonably kind of sort of physically active. 20 minutes a day is a joke. It's easy. I have the time. I know what exercises to do, blah, 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 blah. Like, I just, I just know it. I, I know there's nothing stopping me from doing it. And yet I struggle. And yet I have to force myself. And yet I, I'm not consistent with it. I'm doing it sometimes, then I fall off the wagon, I stop doing it. Then I do it again, and I stop. I do it, and it's, just, it's been a constant, a reasonably constant battle, I would say, for the past, what, three, four years? Something like that? It's been, it's been a struggle. It's been something that's, that's there all the time. And I was like, wait a second. I tell people to put in 15 to 20 minutes a day into whatever language they're trying to learn. I will often even give them the steps to follow and yet people often don't do it. I would wonder why. And yet here I am doing the exact same thing with a, a, another element of my life. So I thought to myself, wait a second, what's going on here? Why am I not putting the time in to exercise and do that 20 minutes a day? Like what the heck is going on? What's the problem? And the big problem for me is that I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It's not fun for me to go do 20. I don't want to stop my day, do 20 minutes of exercise or fitness or whatever. I, I just don't want to do it. And it occurred to me that, oh, 
for me to actually put in that 20 minutes a day, it has to be, it, it, there's, for me to do it consistently, it must 100% be structured in a way where I am enjoying the process instead of what I'm doing right now, which is I do it when I, excuse me, when I do it, it's because I've, I can, I've convinced myself that I need to because I should be because it's good for me because it's the right decision because people say I should do it because I, I've heard how important it is and then suddenly I'll win that battle for one or two weeks, three weeks, four weeks and then I start losing the battle after because my old habits kick back in. So I thought, okay, for if I were to want to exercise daily, I've got to do it in a way where I'm enjoying the process and I'm not doing it because I quote unquote should be doing it. Does that make sense? So what's the connection here to languages? Well, the connection is for people who struggle with consistency, I think this is going to be an unlock for you. You can't just be trying to be consistent because I said so or because some other online polyglot or your teacher or your friend or you read an article or because you think you should be doing it. Because then what happens is you're still not going to do it because you have, you have old habits that are difficult to break. So you're still not going to do it. And then you're going to beat yourself up for not actually doing it. <laughs> That's what ends up happening, which is just a bad cycle to be in. So you, you're the, the, you, you can't try to force yourself to be consistent just by telling yourself that you need to be consistent because that is the right decision to do because that is what you have to do, blah, 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 blah. It will not work for 90% of you. Instead, you've got to find out, you have to put in the time and effort to figure out how can you incorporate the language into your life and in, in a way where it's actually enjoyable, where you want to do it. So for me in Mandarin, for example, this is the crazy thing. This is why for Mandarin, I, as a general whole, have been a heck of a lot more consistent than I have been for Gujarati. Because for Mandarin, I seem to always find, I seem to come across more things that I can do using Mandarin that are enjoyable for me. Currently, I'm doing one to three hours of Mandarin practice daily, five to seven days a week. That's a lot. I'm doing a really good job. And it's because I am watching this Mandarin drama that I'm enjoying. I'm liking it. It's fun so I do it and I it's not even like I want to practice the language I think oh man I want to go watch that drama let me turn it on and while I'm watching it's really easy for me every now and then when I feel like it I don't even do it all the time to take out my phone and google some of the words that they use that I was not familiar with there's English subtitles so I can just read them if I don't want to look it up but I'll probably look up five to ten words per episode or five to ten phrases or whatever per episode and I'm learning a lot by doing that a lot and it's easy Gujarati, a little bit more challenging. I don't, I, I am doing some study, but it's forced. I'm doing it because my teacher is holding me accountable and I want to just, I'm being held accountable by someone. I used to do some practice by, because I, I discovered, uh, I come across, actually I still do practice that way, to be honest. The one way, the one, the one consistent thing I do in Gujarati is I've come across these online YouTubers and actresses and actors and stuff that make videos and they're in some some movies and everything. So I like to watch their content. But the only issue is that they there's two issues. Number one, they don't always make content. It's not like I have an unlimited amount of content to watch from them because they're not daily content producers. It's like weekly or every few days or whatever. And number two, I do not have I, I haven't found a very easy and user-friendly way 
for me to um, look up and search the things they're saying that I didn't understand. Mandarin's super simple, because in these dramas, there's English subtitles, and the dictionary I use is, and the way that the, the keyboard that I use for Mandarin, we're getting really technical, but the keyboard I use is very easy for me to look up a new word without knowing how to write the new word. Like I can take an educated guess and I can use this keyboard to figure out how, what the word is, which allows me to find it. Gujarati, that luxury does not exist. And so it takes me so long to look up every single new word and it's a pain in the butt, so I don't do it. So my, my, man, my Gujarati progress is much slower for that reason. So ultimately what I'm saying is you've got to figure that out. You have to problem solve it and understand that it's probably not going to be something you problem solve today. It's going to be a little bit of a process. You're going to have to think about it, test some different things. But if you find that thing, whatever you find that makes it fun and enjoyable for you, that's going to be the biggest unlock and it's going to help you tremendously. And it's going to be the thing or one of the major keys that allows you to actually achieve fluency in the long term. So anyway, guys, I think we'll wrap this podcast up here. I have no idea how long we've been going. Looks like, what, 17? Yeah, 17 minutes. So let's wrap this up here. Thank you so much for, uh, for listening to this podcast. I appreciate it. And we will talk next time. Bye for now. See you.